Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 288 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Oh, Welcome, bots, logs, friends, and bucketheads. This is episode 31, Getting Head, a bucket cast. 31, we're approaching my age here, baby. Yeah, almost there. Almost, almost there. there. Next episode. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one step closer to the edge. And I'm about to uh, break. We're, well, we're not ready to break quite yet. We've got, you know several hundred pikes left <laughs> or actually no it's not true we've got like a hundred and change right we've got about 200 pikes left yeah fuck i mean uh i think the official count is after uh yeah i mean no 199 i think after today yeah yeah there we go nice well then we're here we're here again it's getting head a bucket cast Indeed. I mean, I wish I was getting head right now, but, you know, instead I'm here talking about Buckethead. You know, I wish you weren't, because that'd be awkward <laughs> for me. Like, what would, I, what would I do? Well, I mean, what if we were both getting head during a recording of getting head? That sounds very Motley Crue of us. Oh, yeah, it does. And then we oh, could, man. like, stick our dick and in a burrito. W- well, we could do it in the same room, right? And then we could go get breakfast burritos. Mm. My more of a... Taco man myself. <laughs> uh, taco cock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more of a breakfast chalupa guy myself. Ah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, uncircumcised chalupa. <laughs> Aren't all chalupas uncircumcised? Aren't all burritos uncircumcised? Do you ever think about that? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. They, got, they got a shell going over, going over all those, those, those fillings, you know? Yeah, right. Well, what, what, so what is it when, when you have like a wet burrito, you know, where it's like coated in something? Oh, that's burrito smegma. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. No. That, that tracks. Definitely smegma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the true uncircumcised tacos, though, are the like double-decker tacos from Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Uh, where, you, where you've got like a soft taco and then like a layer of beans and then a, a hard shell taco outside of it. That's That, that that's, bitch has got a meaty foreskin. Uh-huh. Thick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fruit, what's up? Do, what do you, you, do you think to? fourth meal was about foreskin? A fourth skin. For, fourth skin. <laughs> taco Bell's fourth skin. It's <laughs> the name of the episode. Taco Bell. Uh, uh, fourth skin live moss <laughs> um, uh, that's pretty good um, yeah Brit how's it going what have you been up to um, it's been so long since we talked skin live moss okay um, I don't know I was hanging out hanging out wh- wanging out kind of rocking know. out cocking out you, you know <laughs> I don't know 
Is that what you do? No, not really. <laughs> no, I just work on like podcast stuff and watch anime, take All walks, right. smoke weed. Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you get up to more than that. I mean, you spent like 20 minutes on the phone the other day telling me all about like how much jerking off you're doing. And it was just... <laughs> yeah. It was the time. <laughs> I, th- I think I think more I was like selling you on the um, the prostate thing that I'm into. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, we all know. Yeah. yeah. Love a good prostate orgasm. Love it. Good Love stuff it. right there. Crazy. Oh, yeah. It's madness. 100%. Yeah, John Madden. Madness. John Madden. I actually share a birthday with John Madden. Interesting. Fun Have fact. you ever played any of the Madden video games? Oh, hell yes, I've played the Madden video games. It's uh, your favorite me, Madden game. Me and Beck were really into, I think, Madden 2004 or 2005. Oh, that, so that, those are my two favorite Madden games. Because yeah. that's the, those are the last ones I played. Yeah, we, we had it on <laughs> Xbox, and uh, I like went ahead and um, on the original Xbox, I don't know if you remember, but it had like mm-hmm. a, a decent little hard drive on there, maybe like 40 gigs or something, but... You could load your own music into there and then like oh, yeah, play yeah. it during games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Madden games on Xbox there had a great feature where you could take the music that you had loaded on your hard drive and mm-hmm. use it like for the game and like queue up different clips for different things. So like yeah, for um the two-minute warning for every game, I uh, had uh, Iron Maiden's Two Minutes to Midnight just like blasted the fucking... Uh, That's chorus, very dope. Which yeah, it was dope. Yeah, I had a bunch of stuff. I got, I had a bunch of Man of War and Maiden and shit on there. It was uh, it's very Rothor. So I I might have told this story before on this podcast, or maybe I've just told it to you. I don't know. But Madden 2004. I'm pretty sure it's 2004. It could be 2005, but I'm pretty sure it was 2004. Um, I bought that game, or I convinced my mom to buy it for me. Um specifically because that was the first place one could hear the new Blink-182 song, Miss You, from their upcoming self-titled album that was not out yet. So they released that single on Madden 2004 before anything else. And so at that time, you know, the only way to get it out of the game would be to, like, record audio from it. And, like, so it didn't show up on... on um, on the internet for a while. It was like a month or so before it showed up on the internet. And so because I knew it was going to take a while for that song to show up and I was a huge Blink-182 head, I guess you should say, um, I I went and got that game and I listened to that song a bunch. There was like a, a spot in the settings where you could just play songs from the from the soundtrack and I just listened to the song a whole bunch of times and uh, it was really good. It's a great song. That's super gay, dude. I'm pretty sure that's what you said the last time that I told you this story. Yeah, that's, it's like, really, like, I've sucked cocks way less gay than that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm about. See, that's, that's the lifestyle that I'm about right there is, is about, you know, PlayStation 2 sports video games featuring Buying them for the soundtrack. Buying the Madden game for the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I'm only in it for the soundtrack, okay? Yeah. You know, Tony Hawk's pro skater, whatever. I'm in it for the gold finger. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm always in, in it for the gold finger. Here I you know. am doing everything I can, feeling like Superman. That's almost the lyrics. Almost, almost. <laughs> I, I missed a line. Almost finger. Almost finger. Um, uh-huh. That was a silver finger more than anything. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a bronze finger at best. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is there something worse than bronze? Uh, yeah, I guess like a ribbon, because like bronze is like mm. fourth place or like almost like a participation. No, no bronze prize. is third place, dude. That's copper. What? No, not, copper. not in the Olympics. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, that is bronze. But I mean, initially it was copper. Copper is just too soft to really form into metal. Like oh a, yeah, and copper's a, worth more. I mean, if you got a, a solid metal made out of copper, like you could sell that shit for a decent amount of money. I mean, not really. I just like steel copper piping instead. A like because copper um, right now uh, traditionally um, the uh, copper to tin ratios in bronze are twelve and a half to fifteen percent tin uh, mm-hmm. compared to. Like uh, ninety or sorry, eighty-five to eighty-seven and a half percent copper, and so like it's all essentially copper. I mean, you can smelt it down pretty easy. Nice, good to know. Yeah, love to hear that. Yeah, I, I I only know about those copper ratios because uh, I've been watching a lot of it, uh, videos on uh, the bronze bronze age collapse and ah. exactly how bronze used to be smelted and kind of how it shaped them. Um, shape society back about 3000 years ago or so tight it's really fallen from grace to be honest like now bronze is considered like not impressive i mean it's like you know it's like eh. i mean it's a great like, hey, metal you, you can good. use it for so many things like it's um, oh totally it's like i mean it's very soft but it's a lot more resilient than copper which is really cool mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so so bronze like for years that was like before steel that was the fucking the metal you know, that's what you oh, use yeah. for all of your armor, for your swords. You know, the only thing is like bronze isn't really conductive enough to be used heavily in modern application because everything is fucking electronic now. This is true. Yeah. Copper's king, baby. Copper, copper's great. Gold is even better. Gold um, is so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, what I mean when I say it's fallen from grace, it's just that, you know, the public perception of of a bronze, of a copper, not as uh, as high as some of the other metals, the fancier metals, you know? True, true. I mean, it's mm-hmm. no platinum. The thrash metal. It's, it's no... Uh, <laughs> it's no power thrash, okay? That's it's true. no... Death metal. I mean, it's okay. No, it's not. Let's let's be honest. It's no. It's no top of the mountain like uh, power, power violence. Ah, yeah. It's definitely uh, the best of some, the genres. So some gigantic nerds on the internet would contend that power violence is not metal at all. Which to which I say, shut up. Yeah. Um, and, and go oh, outside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, God. You know, nothing matters less than that argument. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, They're totally. Oh man, Metal Archives nothing. really is like, oh my good god, it it's really something, you know. Um, for those who are unaware, Metal Archives dot com is a site that uh, since the early two thousands or like maybe nineties even mm-hmm. um, has been cataloging every band and release in the broad broad genre of heavy metal or what they consider to be heavy metal. Um, the site is pretty cool. It's pretty fun um, in some ways, but it's also stupid in some really, oh yes, really, really, really big ways. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we've gone into that at some point before. But uh, it's funny because there's like these giant 
ongoing arguments as to what bands are metal and what bands are not. Like there are some bands that they don't consider metal, you know, um, that like, is like who? just insane. Oh, uh, not metal. uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, Converge, um, fucking, uh, shit, any new metal band, no new metal band is on there. What? Which is insane, right? Like, Corn is not on there. Even, like, fucking Mudvayne put out, like, a full extreme metal album. Like... I am not sure if Mudvayne is on there. I kind of actually like, want to like, L- LD50 is, like, I mean, um, very death metal related. I mean, it's not death oh, metal. Oh, yeah, quite. 100%. Uh, one sec, I'm going to pee while you look that up. Uh, Mudvayne is not on Metal Archives. What the fuck? <laughs> So, Mudvayne is not on uh, Metal Archives. Slipknot is not on Metal Archives. Slipknot is definitely metal. Slipknot, Slipknot is, is a fucking metal band. Like, Slipknot is one of the biggest <laughs> metal bands in the world. Like, I know. Uh, you know who else is not on Metal Archives? Who's that? Tool. Well, yeah, they're fucking dog shit. So. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, but like, come on, right? Like, Tool is a metal band. Like, yeah, I mean, not a good one, but they're... But they're a they're, fucking metal band, you know? Yeah. It's like, I, the the irony is, like, they have shit like Isis, which I love Isis. Isis is a great band. Um, they have Isis on there. They don't have Tool on there. And literally, the only difference between those two bands is that one is primarily singing and the other is primarily screaming. It's the only fucking difference. Yeah, do they, like, do they're they have- like the same music yeah do they have basically. deftones on there uh deftones is not on there no what the fuck are you kidding me <laughs> no i <laughs> know it's insane Christ. it's That's... insane like ah uh, oh, dude it's it's so ridiculous or like you remember the band power glove mm-hmm. yeah they are not on metal archives they play instrumental metal like there's no arguing that it's uh, like do you do you want another justification for that their justification because, is that they are a quote-unquote cover band because technically speaking, they did not write a lot of the songs that they play. True. But they did write the arrangements of the songs that they play. Right. Which I think absolutely justifies them not being a fucking cover band. Like, so, n- they're the unique arrangements, unique metal arrangements of that music. Like, what? What? Right. Like, like so fucking, <laughs> so no covers are allowed on there? There is fucking Six Feet nope. Under's bullshit ACDC album on there? So that is on there. Uh, it's just their justification is that a band that plays music i i see like i don't even understand their justification for like whether or not you wrote the music or not because yeah. like it just doesn't make any sense Qu- to me. question is death for all on there uh or death, I do death not to think all so, but they well they didn't release any uh music did oh, they that, no they didn't that's a good point or did they release a live album i don't think they did uh let me actually look that that's a great question um I thought they might have released a live album, so and so. No, they're not on there. They are mentioned on the death uh, page, but they 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 don't have their own page. Um, but yeah, anyways, Metal Archive, uh, an interesting site, an important site, I think. But yeah, it's run by a bunch of dorks that have m- no sense at yeah. all. Um, they're dumb. New metal is metal. New metal is very metal. It's new metal is like, and that's one thing that like, even when I didn't like new metal, and there was a period of my life where I didn't like new metal, and I made fun of it a lot, and it wasn't something I was into. But even during that time, I never said new metal is not metal. Like, it's metal. It's just right. it was a genre of metal I didn't like. Right. Like I don't understand the the being like oh 
new metal is not metal. Like what? Right. Shut and up. Also, like <laughs> even though uh, new metal might not be extremely influential uh, to today's metal, in that a lot of the decisions that they made in new metal aren't really done anymore. I think it's incredibly influential in that people choose not to do what they did in new metal. Yeah. And and like I, I agree with that. And the other thing that's interesting to me about new metal is in a lot of ways it was like the last big like societal movement behind a unique genre of music. Mm. Last American movement. Sure, I guess I can't speak to the rest of the world. Because yeah, because since then I'd say we definitely had um a pretty big wave of like British like post punk flavored stuff in the late two thousands, after uh, you know mid to late two thousands, and then after that we got mostly um, like reggaeton, which is you know Latin, and then well, J pop and K pop. Sure, but it's not quite the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, new metal was a unique genre of music that mm-hmm. showed up kind of out of nowhere. I mean, there, you can trace its its history, its lineage back, you know, but it no. showed up kind of out of nowhere in the late '90s, and then took over everything. Yeah, like it was right the biggest that metal has ever been. Yeah, in the same way that like reggaeton took over all of music about like six, seven years ago. And, like, K-pop has taken over, like, all music now. Well, not American Top 40, but, you know, I who mean, knows? Maybe oh, it will eventually. It's, it's taken over a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, those are the albums that are actually selling in the world. That's that's true. Like, yeah, the only yeah. albums that still actually go, like, platinum are reggaeton and K-pop, and that's it. Can't say I've listened to any of either of those. They're interesting. I mean, they're, yeah. they're one of the... I I don't really listen to either of them. I just recognize their incredible cultural impact right now. Sure. Um, yeah. I know that there's a uh, the Asian market that I go to a lot by my house mm-hmm. sells BTS shirts behind oh, yeah, the counter. Do. Mm-hmm. I bet they do. And probably Blackpink as well, right? Uh, I've never seen that. No. no. No Big Bang shirts? No. Not no. that I've seen. You should, you should just, check out some Big Bang. They're pretty cool. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm always down to check stuff out. I, I like to know about what's going on to a certain extent. Um, mm. I will say through my work, I have listened to a lot of popular music that I would not have listened to otherwise. And I can say, after doing that for the past four and a half years, I like absolutely none of it. <laughs> so there's that. I, I actually take that back. I feel like trap is the most relevant modern American music right now. Well, yeah, and totally, that's incredibly 100%. relevant. Like, and although one might argue, you know, it's it's hip hop, it's you know, I feel like it's getting stale though. I think it's going to oh, go it away. Sucks. And get I replaced by trap. something. Else. Like, yeah, no, yeah. it's been stale like, for years. I feel like trap's been around for a while now. Like, it, it's yeah. been around since probably like about I don't a decade, know, maybe a little longer. About a decade, it's mm. been in the mainstream, and yeah. like, I feel like it's it's just primed to be replaced by something else. But I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm not hip enough to know. Who knows? Maybe it'll be the hyper pop stuff, like 100 Gex. That could be interesting. Cool. Have, have we talked about 100 Gex? We don't need to talk about 100 Gex. Interesting. Okay. If uh, if you could um, 
take a cryptocurrency and make it into a band. That's exactly what 100 Gex sounds like. Damn. Yeah. Yep. Kinda. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, they're not untalented producers. I just don't see the difference between, like, them and 303. I've never listened to that band, but 100 Gex has a pretty unique sound. They like, do, but so did 303 back when they hit. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard that band. Yeah. Oh, I always confuse that band with the OCs. No, I've I've, never those heard are different the OCs. bands, right? Right. Or, uh, I mean, even like, um, you know, like Suicide Boys a few years ago, like, started something that sounded just kind of completely different. And now, like, that's a big part of trap music. Suicide Boys just sounds like ICP. I mean, Suicide Boys is like, mm, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, pretty much everything's uh, scrim, scrum, whatever that guy's name is. Everything he does is based on a, um, a three, six mafia bass sample. <laughs> like he's, I, I, uh, and it's, it's not bad. Like his production is actually really good. Um, I, uh, they're, they're one of those artists that I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't understand it. It's just not for me. It's okay. I, I don't think it's bad. It's just, I listened to two Suicide Boys albums the other day, actually, just cause I was like, I should check this out. Um, you had mentioned them to me and I was like, okay, I should listen to this. And I listened to it. And there were, there were some moments here and there where I was like, oh, it's a cool beat or like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. But the majority of it I was listening to, I was like, oh, this just sounds like ICP, but not fun. Like, I don't know, yeah. like the, the basic, like the rapping is very, uh, straightforward. Like it's very simple mm-hmm. and they, that's fine. It's, you know, that's their style, but it's also yeah. like kind of slow. It's also like ICP. It's just like mm-hmm. kind of slow, kind of basic rapping. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And like the, it just reminded me of that, but it also has like a dark vibe to it. Right. Yeah, so yeah. like, again, reminded me of ICP. So it's just like, it just sounds a lot like ICP. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They're, <laughs> I, I get that. They're kind of a non-humorous version of that. Um, but also, you know, their production, being that it's just one guy who does the production, I think is in a way more impressive because, you know, cool. it, it's not a band of at any time like four to six people making this stuff. It's two dudes, which I think is cool. Yeah, yeah. I um, like that. I like a, I like a duo. I like a team up. Yeah. Yeah. So Brit. So Britt, um, What's I got my first COVID vaccine shot Hell yesterday. Yeah. Cool. Um, Pfizer, Team Pfizer. Sick. My team right there. Um, I got that and holy shit, my arm hurts so bad still. Cool. Like I was not expecting that. Cause it, and like, it was weird because like it took a long time for my arm to start hurting. Like it started hurting like kind of right after the shot, but it was like just a mm-hmm. little bit sore like it would be for a normal shot. But then, by the time I went to bed at 1 a.m. last night, it was just like, I can't even touch my arm. It hurts so bad. Like, cool. it's gnarly. And I woke up this morning and like, couldn't really move it around. It's a pain. It's getting yeah. better, but it still hurts. Uh, anyways, <laughs> while I was laid up yesterday, I decided to watch half of The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Extended Edition. Nice. Yeah. Did you watch it off good. my server or? No, I was watching it. It's on uh, HBO. The extended editions are oh, on the it? HBO nice, app, nice. which it's HBO Max now, right? It's not HBO mm-hmm. Go anymore. Correct. Okay, that's still confusing to me. Like, I why couldn't they? Like, they, they okay? That, I don't understand. They made me like download a different app. Like, they couldn't just like update the app that they had and change the name. 
But then for a while they were like different services, and I was like, what so the fuck is happening? HBO has had three different streaming services. Uh, right. They've had HBO Go, HBO Now, and then they combine the two of them into HBO Max. Now the difference between the two of them were HBO Go was a streaming service if you actually subscribe to the HBO cable channel. You could then mm-hmm. watch extended streaming services from that online. Uh, HBO Now was a standalone streaming uh, service, yeah, yeah. so you okay. didn't actually have to subscribe to the cable channel. Um, and although it cost a little bit more, like they had a much bigger library. And so they pretty much uh, made that one HBO Max, and now it covers both. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's a... Uh, yeah, HBO Max is 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 good. I I think their approach to that terrible. Like yeah. so bad. Like they yeah. there's very few ways they could have done that worse. Correct. Um, they they really but, fucked the dog. But now they're in a pretty good spot. I got to say like of all the streaming services, I think that that one has the most like content I would be interested in watching. Um For just me, because like it has all yeah. of the uh, Adult Swim stuff from like the 2000s, which is super rad, like mm-hmm has all that stuff. It's got a bunch of like movies from the 2000s and 90s and like I don't really care about watching new movies. So I'm re- really only interested in watching shit that's nostalgic for me. So, yeah. you know, it's pretty great in that in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um that said, watched half of uh Fellowship of the Ring the other day. It's pretty cool. Couple of takeaways. Firstly, uh during the opening sequence at Bilbo's going away party, Gandalf mm. is very obviously high as fuck. Yeah, he's sitting there he's fucking, so fucking smoking high. a fucking pipe. And yeah, they're smoking pipe weed. Yeah, pipe, and they yeah, talk they about smoking pipe weed. Pipe weed yeah. And then Gandalf smoking pipe weed and being like, ho, 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 my boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's pretty good. There's a scene of him like dancing and you're just like, oh man, he's so high. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's great. I love seeing a high Gandalf. Pretty good. Old, old men who are really high out of their minds is a fucking treat. It is. It's nice. It's something mm-hmm. you love to see. It oh, got yeah. me thinking, though. Like Gandalf has a lot of powers. Um, you know, yeah. he can do a lot of things with. He can manipulate the natural world with with his magic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and that got me thinking. Like, you think? Uh, you think he did some some magic stuff to his cock? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I do. I definitely like, do. I mean. I, I think I, I think that staff he carries is just his disembodied penis that he can reattach <laughs> at any time. It's an oddly shaped penis, my friend. Doesn't matter. Gets the job done, baby. Yeah, that's true. From like six feet away, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, oh man, he's got to have so many cool like dick powers. Uh, so yeah. cool. What what kind of ropes do you think he blasts? Oh, dude! Like I I bet that they come out in like designs. Like you remember in Lord of the Rings when he has those fireworks that like shoot off and they like turn into like dragons and stuff. Yeah, I bet yeah. when he comes, it's the same way. It's Ooh. like it, it yeah. shoots out and like turns into a snake and like slithers through the air for a second before like splatting on somebody's you know Chase. tramp stamp or whatever. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bray, can you hit me with a bucket fact? I certainly can. 
All right, and this one took a uh, little bit of searching. So, going through oh. the internet, researching Buckethead, I found a couple of citations that attributed him to playing mandolin on recordings. Okay. Now, I have personally never heard nor seen, to my knowledge at least, uh, any Buckethead songs with mandolin on them. I don't know if you have. I mean, I can't say for sure. Right, right. Nothing that's so glaring to where you're like, oh, that's definitely a mandolin. That definitely sounds like mandolin strings, anything like that. Because, you know, mandolin, as far as like string instruments go, does have a fairly unique sound. Like Mm -hmm. you could probably like do something like that on the upper register of a 12 string guitar. But not many instruments, you know, have that exact Yeah, because you get that, like, natural chorusy sounding effect. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. chords sound pretty unique when they're played on a mandolin and everything. Indeed. Yeah, they're, they're neat little things, mm-hmm. for sure. So, although he's not credited um, on any specific recording playing mandolin, according to AllMusic and a couple other sites... Um, there was one claim I found on the internet that he'd played mandolin on one of the newer pikes. Oh. Uh, Pike 63, Glacier. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that pike, on track two, sure enough, we've got Buckethead playing mandolin near the end of the song. It's pretty much unmistakably mandolin. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he's uh, still not credited anywhere with actually playing the mandolin on anything he's ever done. Interesting. That is weird. So if you know of any uh, other Buckethead mandolin songs, please reach out to us and tell us, because I searched high and low, and um, that was the one instance I could find. Mandolin head. Hell yeah. Fucking facts. So we listened to three more Pikes this week. Yeah, we did. Pikes 91, 92, 93, Sublunar, The Splatterhorn, and Coaster Coat, respectively. Some great titles. Yeah. Um, for these, like, great, great titles. Uh, Pike 91, Sub-Lunar. Sublunar. Released, when did that come out? Uh, December 9th, 2014. So okay. uh, this would have so been... Uh, Sorry. About um, six weeks after Pike 89, Time Traveler's Wife. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, about six weeks after Pike 90, Listen for the Whisper. Nice. Hell yeah. This Pike rocks. Yeah, this Pike was really pretty cool. Um, Really cool. Like, very cool. I liked it very much. So, uh, I wrote... um, One of my main notes that I highlighted here was uh, from track two... I uh, I wrote, and I think this is the best way I think I could sum up the album, is uh, I think Buckethead finally accidentally wrote an entire Primus album. <laughs> I can see that. It's, yeah, it's there's very, definitely some, some very Primacy riffs here. But, like, the riffs on this one are way tighter than what you would hear on a Primus. Like, he's doing guitar. some... He's doing, like, double-thumbing stuff on guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, which is sick, and it sounds cool. It's very, it's almost, this is actually what I would consider Buckethead's first Gent album as well. Okay, <laughs> In a way. Um, uh, but it's like, it's cool. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's some really tight grooves on this. The drumming is great. Um, the drumming but, is very good, yeah. 
I'm not sure if that's programming or played. I'm going to assume programming, but hey, phenomenal programming if it is. Like, mm-hmm. really good. Um, really helps sell the grooves. Like, there's just some really tasty grooves on this. Mm-hmm. And it's really um, nice. It, like, it should be noted, like, it's, um, it's definitely somewhere between, like, funk, prog, and metal. Yeah. But at the same definitely. time, there's not a lot of distortion or gain used on this album unless it's, like, as an effect. Which is a really cool sound. Like, the mm-hmm. guitar sound on this album is awesome. Like, it yeah. sounds super cool. It yeah. sounds like he's playing through, like, a... Um, uh, oh, damn it. I forget what that kind of a thing is called. It's like um like a Klon Centaur type type pedal where it's like a classic overdrive sound. Okay. But it's like very clean and just very compressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to me, it sounded like just a natural tube distortion from an older tube amp, like an older combo amp or something. Sure. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it was like, it wasn't overpowering at any point. At the same time, like the, the gain was like well saturated and it sounded like kind of a natural oh, yeah. guitar. I don't, yeah. I think this one was actually probably recorded off an amp and not straight in, although it could be wrong. Those amp sims these days are so good. It's but, really hard to tell. But this was back in 2014 when they were not quite as good. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe we'll find out one day. Uh, either way, though, like like you said, it's a mix of prog, funk, and metal. Um, it's very like groovy, and a yes. lot of the riffs are... Like I said before, they're like um, slapping on guitar or like double thumbing mm-hmm. and stuff like that, like very Victor Wooten inspired type stuff, um, which sounds cool. Like he, there are some really interesting guitar parts on this in a way that I'm like, wow, I've never heard him play things quite like this before. Right? Yeah, um, he does. He does a few tricks here that I don't think he's really done on any of the previous pikes. Yeah, which is like pretty, some of those grooves. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those some of those riffs groove in a way that I'm like, oh wow, this is it feels like something a little different for yeah. sure. Also, the guitar solos, I don't know if it was because they had so little gain on them, but it sounded a lot more like the guitar solos were kind of more stream of consciousness recorded in one take and then not really worried about. Because I mean, there are some yeah. minor mistakes that he just just plays straight through on. Yeah, totally. And like when listening to it, I was like is this a mistake or is this intentional? You know, when I was listening to it, because like you mm-hmm. hear it and there's some, sometimes we're like, you're like, oh, it's just, that sounds just like kind of like not a very clean take of that, that lead part. Mm-hmm. But then he just powers through it and right. like it ends up being fine. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, I guess maybe it didn't matter. I don't know. No. But I definitely noticed that too. Yeah. Oh. Despite that, you know, and like, despite that, I, I still feel like it's, an incredibly solid pike. Like yeah. I, I, I would say this one, like he could have released this as like an album and you know, without the context of the pikes, like I feel like people would care about it. Yeah. You know? And so I, I feel like, I mean, obviously, especially for, you know, someone like him, half an hour is a little short for a full length album. Mm-hmm. I very much thought this and the next album could have been just packaged together. And they would have mm. been made a great full-length album. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Next one's a little different, though. So, I don't know. Be like a side A, side B kind of a situation. A little different. Not entirely, though. Like, it's still, to me, got the same feel. Um, Sublunar, though, to wrap that up, uh, I think would be 
a great soundtrack to, um, you know, like, uh, those, those places that have like, um, you know, trampolines. Sure. Trampolines are good. We've said that before about a different bike and I don't remember which one, but I would agree with that. I would say like trampolines really good. Also just a burger restaurant. Burger restaurant. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a burger vibe. Bucket burger. Bucket burger. Yeah. Uh, Pike 92, the Splatterhorn, released on November 15th, 2014, which would be, um, you know, about three weeks and change before Pike 91, Sublunar. Interesting. Yeah, I, that makes sense, knowing that it was released beforehand. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And to me, so as I said before, like, this to me sounds a lot like Sublunar, Um he uses a lot of the same tones and kind of just general ideas of what he's doing with music here, although it does feel a little less refined. And yeah, so it feels in that like, way, it's a, like it's a little bit slower, like mm-hmm. the drum programming is not as intense. True. Like the the guitar tone is not quite the same, but it's similar, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I I liked this one. I did. And Me there's too. some really interesting parts on it. There's, there's like a, there's a riff like late in the album, like it's around like two thirds of the way through it. I was listening to it while I was walking, so I couldn't check and see what song I was listening to. Probably and, uh, Horn Seven, because that's the song that really stood out to me. Which was yeah, it's got this like really interesting, like dissonant riff yep. that yes. sounds like kind yes. of like alternative rock in like a mm-hmm. weird way. So, yeah, like, so it's what I wrote a super for, cool riff. Yeah, like, what I wrote for that was a Horn Seven specifically is a weird funk jam with some dissonant clean parts and a chorus guitar oh, over yeah. it. And it's just different. Um, I haven't heard Bucket play anything quite like it yet, and I yeah. liked it a lot. And so I like I like that that song like super stood out to me. Like so, I really liked it. Uh, let me let me tell you here how I thought these albums could have worked best. Uh, mm-hmm. Horns one through six at the very beginning, then all of Sublunar, and then Horns seven through nine. Oh, I think, yeah, I could see that because yeah. then it would like build up a little bit and then get really intense for a while and then kind of like go into weirdness Bingo. for the end. And then there's that really like beautiful like stuff towards the end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and it should also be mentioned um, uh, Pike 92, the Splatterhorn. The name is a reference to the uh, Disneyland ride, the Matterhorn, which is a reference to the uh, mountain of the same name. In the okay. Swiss Alps, I believe. Nice, nice. So oh, this yeah. is Bucket's take on that, on that roller coaster, right? And so I, I think, out of respect for Buckethead, uh, this would just go um, on a roller coaster named the Splatterhorn. Sure. Which is, I hope, what he calls his penis. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> Bucket horn. Uh. <laughs> Pike ninety three. Oh, we're just cram. We're just cranking through these. Fucking I, dude. We're gonna. <laughs> well, this is the fastest we're ever gonna. This is a, this is a speed run. Um, <laughs> Pike ninety three coaster coat released on November twentieth, twenty fourteen, which would have been five days after the splatter horn, and um, twenty days before sublunar. Nice. It should be. Um, should be noted that this is one of the two pikes that on its cover says bucket headland in Japanese katakana. Yes. Yeah. 
um, which is pretty cool. And this one, actually, the album art for this is fantastic. It is. I it's, think this uh, is maybe the best album art we've seen so far for the Pikes. Right. And so it's uh, it's just Buckethead standing like above a city. Um, he's very like Kaju style, like big monster type Buckethead. And uh, he is wearing a coat that is a roller coaster, basically. Yeah. And he's got his arms up in like a like robot kind of pose. Mm-hmm. It's it's very cool. It's it, it's it's drawn well. It looks cool. It's it's rad. And like that plus like Buckethead Land in Japanese. It's very like th- there's a very consistent visual identity to this one, which is fun. And, yeah, and nice. It's nice to see because some of some of the Pike album art. I actually really like all of the Pike album art. I think it's all very weird and mm-hmm. fun. But uh, some of it's very just like all right. <laughs> What? Very true. <laughs> Some of it is just question marks. Yes. Makes me like Matthew Lesko. Makes me wear a question mark suit. Oh, I love Matthew Lesko. Thank you for Matthew? bringing him up. Free money to change your life. Yeah, he's so good. He's so intense. Dude, that question mark suit. Ah, fuck. It's so, it's so amazing. Like, Dude, he fucks When I was so a kid, I would see his infomercials all the time. And I would get so excited by seeing a man jump around on screen wearing a bright, like, yellow suit with green question marks all over it mm-hmm. like uh oh and his energy his, like free money like it's yeah. so so good so good and like he was just hawking a book mm-hmm. like that was his whole deal he just wrote a book that's like here's how to get how to apply for government programs didn't somebody we know have his book i, I remember looking right. through it at one point with you i feel like yeah, I feel like that's right. Um, was it Scott? I feel like it might have been Scott that had his Maybe. Book. I don't know. I mean, but, you know that guy fucks. Like, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Do you think he's got a question mark shaped cock? Um, it's a good question. I imagine he has like custom condoms with a big question mark on him. And I mean a big oh, question mark yeah. on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think, I think his dick's actually more of an exclamation point. Oh yeah, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, bent banana, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, one of my favorite memes I've ever seen is just it's a picture of Matthew Lesko wearing his question mark suit. And it just says it's a, it's a it's a screenshot from Twitter and it just says this is Q. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Amazing. <laughs> um, coaster coat. Yeah. Coast Girl's pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool album. Very diverse. There's only very three diverse. songs on here, but each song is a very distinctly different genre. Mm-hmm. Which is it's cool. True. And um, so what we really get here is uh, just three songs. First song, Coaster Coat. Um, more back to, you know, Buckethead's uh, kind of common form of just mid-paced alt-metal with soaring yeah. leads and solos. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, it is. Track two, my favorite track on the album by far, and probably one of my favorite tracks in all three of the Pikes we listened to this week. Um, track two, Flying Cat, uh, very like 70s prog. Mm-hmm. Reminded me a lot of uh, Pike 70, Snow Slug, the one that kind of sounded sure. like a Rush album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no solos, just riffing. Pretty cool. And then mm-hmm. Coastline. Just a uh, mellow, clean electric guitar. Yeah. Lots of synths. So, yeah, lo- lots of synth pads. Um, that song in particular, Coastline, mm-hmm. was 
You know, and I don't see this too often, but every now and again I see songs from individual pikes get reposted onto YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a song in particular that was reposted onto YouTube as on its own, just as a song, and um, had a lot of a lot of listens and a lot of comments. Um, So that was interesting to see. Interesting. So that's a pretty popular song from the Pikes, which surprised me because when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is interesting. This is yeah. fine. But it didn't strike me as something super unique, you it's know, not, yeah, in the context of the greater whole of the Pikes. But apparently, you know, it's got an audience. Interesting. Yeah, because there's several Pikes that are not that well rated where every song kind of sounds like Coastline. Yeah. So it, It's interesting to see, like, with an artist like this that has this much music, like, what stuff hits and what stuff doesn't because mm-hmm. it's it's, ne- it's not usually what I would think you know what I mean yeah, sometimes right? it is but not always and that's super neat right because like I don't know like uh, um, Jeopardy Backwards probably mm-hmm. maybe my favorite Pike so far definitely my favorite Pike so, so fucking far. good um, yeah. and it's like it's one of the most unique Pikes and even more so, it's just incredibly unique music. No yeah, one makes chaos. music like that. Yeah. And so you figure, you know, just based on like the uniqueness alone, like more people would be gravitated towards that because you can go to lots of other artists for just, you know, cool riffing and solos and whatever else Buckethead does. But like mm-hmm. Buckethead does that one thing very specifically, very well. And he's like the only person who does it. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah. Uh, What's interesting is that that is the pike with the most negative reaction that I've seen of which any I of the pikes. Don't understand. Which is crazy because yeah. like that one is so unique. I mean, it is in a way almost like anti-music, but I think that's fascinating. Like yeah. it's really something. Right. A, but a tremendous mean, like, achievement. Uh, truly, I think. You know, like that, fucking- that record's really cool. You know, like all of Primus is anti-music and people still listen to them. Yeah. 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 Or, or as we decided earlier, almost music. Yes. Now that's what yeah. I call almost music volume Primus. <laughs> uh, now Sublunar is what I call almost Primus. That's true. Almost Primus. I mean, it's like if if you made um, like a- Les Claypool play the guitar and Larry Laron had to play bass like that that's pretty much what would happen i think yeah i i feel like man if if primus made music like sublunar i would be way more interested in listening to primus yeah yeah like, i probably but, would you too. know yeah like if they eh. made more guitar centric stuff that wasn't just like fucking i mean because the one thing about all of primus's songs that you got to realize is like they're all based on fucking Les Claypool doing a thing on the bass and then the song mm-hmm. is made around that. And so like Oh yeah. It's fine. It just gets fucking boring hearing like the same cool bass riff for like six minutes in a row. <laughs> you know? Uh, my name is Mud is the perfect example of it. Like that song that song without that bass line, there isn't a song there. Like that baseline is the song. Like that's true. Like I mean, the drums are super sparse. The guitar only comes in in the chorus. The yeah. the lyrics are. I mean, follow the bass basically. Like my name yeah. is Bud. Bubba da bubba da bubba da bubba da bubba. 
Not my neighbor bad. Yeah, that yeah. that song. Is dumb. It's the the whole song is the baseline. So yeah, I don't know. That's fun. That, that's a fun thing that like I haven't seen that sort of shit happen in popular music in a long time. Like pop music has really become codified, and this isn't necessarily a negative thing about pop music. I just think that it's interesting. It's like it's really become codified like as a very particular style, you know, and like nowadays like all pop music that is made kind of falls into like a very similar set of stuff. Like there's always stuff that you're going to hear in that. And a song like my name is mud could never ever hack it in pop music today. Well, I mean like, you know, and Les Claypool very much knew that and made that part of his image in that, you know, I think in 1999 Primus released an album called anti-pop with the lead oh, single right, yeah. of it being the song Anti-Pop with lyrics like, I am the anti-pop, I'll run against the grain till the day I drop. I am the anti-pop, the one you can't stop. <sighs> I am so disappointed in myself <laughs> that I know those fucking lyrics off the top of my Yeah, head. I love that you didn't have to look it up. That I'm just good. like opening the drawer uh, and staring at the gun like the fucking end of the shield. <laughs> like... So yeah, those were the uh, the pikes this week. Uh, my favorite pike is Sublunar. Listen to that one. Mine was probably. Uh, I'm gonna say it's a tie between Sublunar and Splatterhorn. I really loved the second half of Splatterhorn. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think I like those that. two albums together make a fine listening experience. I'd I'd listen to them together. I'd recommend yeah. listening to '92 and then '91. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I actually ended up inadvertently listening to uh, uh, Pike 91 Sublunar uh, one and one half times uh, because it it's like I don't know how I did this I accidentally restarted it at one point and then mm. listened to like the first half twice um, but you cool. know what I ain't even mad about it I enjoyed it so that's fair cool yeah Spencer yeah choose your own adventure a wise wizard appears in your path uh-huh. there is a fork in the road one fork leads to bucket jokes the other leads to a void <laughs> which path do you choose <laughs> oh i really need to explore that void today Hell yeah. We're here again. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to travel with me, Brit? Always ready. Into the internet, into the great unknown, where people talk, people say things, people make statements into the bucket void. You know, um, the Death Grips fans get noited. I'm about ready to get voided. Uh, avoid the void. Avoid the noid? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, get things off on a light uh, start here. Um, UltimateGuitar.com user Blue One four years ago said, there's such a thing as being too prolific. Even if they were all good, 
who the hell would want to and or have the time to listen to 247 albums by the same guy? Answer us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's us, baby. <laughs> yep. Who the hell? Yeah, it's us. It's us. We're here. We're doing it. Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> uh, uh, always nice to see. Um, okay, so we're going to go back to Reddit now for a minute. And so I was browsing some Reddit here. Um, we have a post here where somebody made a spreadsheet of their fi- of like all the pikes. Now, this was a while ago. This was 3.1 years ago, according to Reddit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they made a spreadsheet of all the pikes at that time and kind of ranked them, um, which is actually pretty impressive. It's impressive very, work. Very. Um, and they made a, a kind of a lengthy post about it. But uh, Reddit user Tiguaspa, I don't know how, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, within their lengthy post, I'm going to read one expert uh, excerpt of it, um, where he says, "I will soon put a uh, sorry, hold on one second. I will soon put a uh, fuck. This is hard to read. Um, I will soon put a summary by styles, YouTube playlist of each, and a special." Sex playlist because goddamn, some of those pikes are the best thing to have sex with. <laughs> to have sex with, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. No, specifically, they state to have sex with. Yeah, so you know this guy just like fucking <laughs> just baits. So, so what he does is he has a pure white uh, flashlight, right? And then he's got like a, a, a movie projector. And so he'll put on the pike and then uh, project the album cover onto his pure white flashlight and then actually have sex with the pike. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I imagine he's just baiting while the pike is on, you know, like he just mutes the porn. Or maybe a VR headset. And he can just see the cover, and he's just staring at the cover on YouTube. Yeah, straight yeah. baiting. Um, I mm. like the idea of of Buckethead as sex music. We've brought this up a few times before, we but have. I, I just I want to get get your pulse on this one. Like, what what pikes do you think would make acceptable sex music? None of them. <laughs> That's my full list. <laughs> Okay. All right. I mean, I also agree, but let's say hypothetically someone had a gun to your head and they were like, make a fucking sex playlist out of the pikes. What are you going to choose? I'd be like, sweet death embrace me. Uh, (laughs) I mean, mean, like some of this, like, I don't know, roller coaster track repair, I guess you could kind of, you kind of bust one of that maybe. No, it's too like staccato and like stop and go like. Maybe one of the chuggy or new metal-y kind of ones. Maybe, yeah, okay, I guess I could agree with that. Like, I think the best stuff for a sex playlist that Buckethead makes, though, is probably going to be, like, the post-rockier type stuff. The stuff that's not fucking weird. Because, like, having Uh sex to weird music (laughs) kind of dumb is, like, do you think people, like, fuck to Primus? It would be incredible if they did. Or the, the sort of, like, Juggalos fuck to Primus, right? (laughs) <laughs> are are ween like can you imagine oh, someone's people like let me put ween. on the sex playlist and it's all fucking chocolate and cheese like 
Oh man, I've definitely gotten messages from people on Instagram who have said that they fucked a ween. So like that is a thing for sure. I uh, don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, like it. the the way I think about how like some people hate cilantro. I'm like, ugh, I hate that that exists. Yeah, like yeah, it's definitely one of those same things. Yeah, um, but like cilantro is tasty. Like fucking to ween is like objectively horrifying. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's some fucking like uh, Nyquil nightmare shit right there. Like, oh man, I bet people have fucked at Ween concerts on drugs. Oh god, Can, <laughs> do you think anyone's actually been conceived at a Ween concert? <laughs> and like, I I know some people who I could suspect of what, being. T- <laughs> and what government services do they now require? <laughs> All of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I guess I see what you're saying. Like, I don't know. I don't like really, like, ambient music during during Bone and Down. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's better than weird music, for right, sure. Right, exactly. It's it's better than stuff with, like, weird times. It's better than, like, trying to listen to prog music while you're fucking, you know? Oh, it's, my God. Can you imagine the pretentiousness? God, can you imagine getting a blowjob to a Dream Theater song? Can, can you uh, imagine trying to bust while Dream Theater's on? <laughs> I would just keep thinking about how June Theater is dumb. Like yeah, I would just right? be, I would get mad. I'd be like, God, this, that riff's kind of cool. Oh God, this vocal part is horrible. Like, what? And then, I, uh, uh, yeah, I'd be like, Why are these keyboards here? Ah, uh, like, how long is this song? Like, yeah, I, I, I watched uh, one of their official videos from a couple years ago. A couple years ago, when like lockdown wasn't happening, mm-hmm. and their official video was one of their fuck, one of those fucking things for like everyone records at their house and then they send in a video and it's just like, it's, you know, the, the five windows from the five guys in the band, you know? And I'm like, that's not an official video. Like you're all just playing in your home studios. Why would you release that as an official video? Cause they don't care anymore. I like, guess not. No, and they suck. Dude, they suck so bad. Like I don't understand why James LeRae or whatever his name is. LeBrie. Like, yeah, Labrie. Yeah, why? Why him as a vocalist? Like he's fine and he's on key, but he's got like a three octave range. Maybe like his range is fucking dog shit for a metal vocalist. But that band, like, like what even is that band though? It's like they got like chuggy metal riffs here and there, but like, I I don't know. No, they're I, a band so they're a band that's on metal archives that i could i could see an argument for being like they shouldn't be on metal archives like mm-hmm. i could entertain that i'm not necessarily saying that they shouldn't be on metal archives but like you could come up with an argument that i'd be like sure yeah we should become mods at metal archives somehow should we I feel I like that know. would be way more trouble than it's worth. And yeah, just be like definitely a lot of trouble. Taking taking down a whole bunch of fucking like troll reviews, like shit like uh, that. Yeah, and people standing like racist black metal dudes and all oh, that sort of God. shit. I bet it's like right. really dumb. Right. No, metalheads um, like a, a lot of metalheads are great, but like there's a lot of metalheads that are fucking dog shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it's such a weird subculture because, yeah, like you said, like so much of the subculture is awesome. Like there's so many like interesting, cool people that have met through extreme music. Mm-hmm. But also like I have met some turds that need to be flushed. Yes, that's like, true. <laughs> One thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hate to see it. 
Well, speaking of shitty metalheads, um, Reddit user Bayer Frund says three years ago, or 2.1 years ago, that's precisely why I love B. To me, about 99% of lyrics are cringy as fuck, and I just want to hear music. User Zinser F responds, zero upvotes for this response here. Absolutely. I've always maintained that Led Zeppelin's big, biggest downfall, IMO, was Robert Plant. Could someone please tell me what that idiot was blabbering about in 90% of their songs? Question mark, question mark. Witches and trolls and wizards. WTF are you talking about, you nitwit? LOL. I mean, he, <laughs> he, was, he was talking about Lord of the Rings mostly, which is actually pretty cool. And, you know... <laughs> maybe maybe Jimmy Page, like, being a child rapist was the bigger downfall of that band. Just saying. I haven't heard anything about that, but that sounds bad. Oh, gosh. Um, Jimmy we, Page. Yeah, we don't need to get into it. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he, he, he was one of the ones who, like, did the weird, like, adoption thing. Like, um, fucking um, uh, Steven Tyler did. And, like, Ew. got... Uh, some parents to like basically like give him like a 14 year old to take on tour well that's so gross it's pretty gross hate to hear it not also a- on the record I'm not a huge fan of Led Zeppelin but I don't agree with anything that reddit commenter said <laughs> yeah yeah I mean <laughs> Led Zeppelin's fine um fucking John Paul Jones is a monster and that dude, like, made that band what it was. Like, you know, mm. like, imagine... Is that the, that's the drummer? That's the bassist, keyboard okay. player, uh, clarinet player, flutist, or uh, recorder player. He played a bunch okay. of different shit. Played some other, like, 12-string guitars and stuff, too. It was, like, the actual, like... What, what's up with it? Sorry, I gotta yeah. interrupt here. What's up with a fucking eight-string bass? What's up with that? Like the like the bases that are like a like a twelve string guitar. They've got like the high, you know, yeah. they got the two strings for each mm-hmm. string. You know, yeah. It's basically if you uh you know want to play a more rhythmic style or fill out more sound, and so it's great if you have like just a three piece band, you know, drummer, guitarist, bassist, uh, and the bass is like doubling as like a rhythm guitar when the other guitarist is soloing. Which is oh, why cool, on uh, yeah. a lot of uh, Manowar's earlier recordings, especially, like he'll be playing eight string bass for most of the recording. Is I to, didn't like, know that. Up the That's sound. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Kind of. It's yeah. dorky, but it's cool. Yeah, it's, it is what it's it is. Not as dorky as that nine string bass that that guy plays in that one fucking Canadian goth band. You know the band I'm talking about? No idea. Uh, we've talked about them before, and I can never remember what they're called. They're like, there's well, they're not really. They look goth, but they play like weird prog metal. Um, but they all look super goth, which is funny. Their bassist has like, like red dreadlocks that are that go down to his knees, and he plays a nine string bass. It's wow. ridiculous. Um, I made fun. you listen to them one time like ten years ago, and you're like, "Wow, that's really impressive music." And then I showed you what they look like, and we laughed. That's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, continuing the same thread. Um, Another person responded, um, user the titanium nub said, 
There are, were, some amazing lyric writers out there, though. I'm a huge Buckethead fan. He's actually coming to a town near me this Saturday. But to me, the greatest musician to ever exist was Mr. Lou Reed. That's just me, though. And then, Zinser F., our our friend, quote-unquote friend, with uh, the interesting opinions about Led Zeppelin, he responds and says, Agreed. I'm a huge Radiohead fan, though not as much as I used to be, Tom York is supremely talented and writes great lyrics. I guess I, I guess like, okay, I'll read this exactly how he wrote it. I guess like like music with the word head in it. Yep. <laughs> it's also Portis head. Yeah, he's a big machine head, head. head. Yeah, big head head. Headcore. Head. Oh yeah, that's a that's a head wave. Oh, yeah. Vapor head. Yeah. Post head wave. Ooh, oh, I like that. That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 we should make a playlist on, uh, <laughs> on like the streaming services called head wave, where it's just artists with head in the title. I'm, I'm into it. There's a yes. lot of artists with head in the title. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could even, you know, we could add corn in there. They have a member named Head. That's true. That counts as Head Wave. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Head Welch. Head. Uh, that's oh, my favorite you, you type know, of we, creep we juice. We have two music industry Brian's related to Head. We've got Brian Head Welch from Corn and Brian Patrick Carroll Buckethead. That's true. And uh, Brian Mantia. Brain. Brain. Yeah. Yeah, that's Head Wave too. Also, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. All right. All right. Well, let's continue on here. Um, <laughs> so much of like the discussion surrounding Buckethead's music is either praising Buckethead, it's speculating about Buckethead, or it's just boomers shitting on new music. <laughs> cool. Like It is one of those three things. Typically, um, in this case, we've got a we've got a user here with some uh, some takes. Um, so this is a response. I'm not going to read the comment that they're responding to just because it's long and it's not particularly funny. But uh, this user is responding on Reddit to a comment about uh, how like th- this leading from the previous thread where they're talking about like vocals and music and some person talks about like hey like there's some really cool hip hop stuff out there that does like really interesting things with vocals. Um, they name drop Death Grips and they're, they're talking about that sort of stuff, which I agree with. Death Grips is very cool and does interesting things with vocals. Um, but this user responds, user XXRay, um, they have flair on the subreddit. They're a bucket pot. Um, they say, true, BH has a vast repertoire of music. Oh, my God. Uh, so Sorry, they, the typing is so bad. I'm going to try to make this legible. Um, they say, true, Buckethead, in his vast repertoire of music, has been involved in collaborations which included vocals. No comment on hip-hop, have never listened to any in my life, and don't plan to anytime soon. There's no way you can avoid <laughs> I know! It's not possible! You can't... There's no way he's never listened to hip-hop! Like, shut up! Like, if he's never, like, watched a commercial in the past, like, 20 years, I might... No, even then, like... 
the fuck? Like, you've never seen a fucking movie? <laughs> like, you've never gone to a store? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, hip-hop is every... It's ubiquitous in our culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not all world cultures. Like, if this guy lives... Um, I, I'm guessing somewhere very blue-collar, and they listen to a lot of, like, I would guess classic rock radio. Yeah, sure. But still, you can't fucking avoid hip-hop. Yeah, right? Like, like you're going to hear it at some it. point. That's like, you're going to be watching TV, and it's going to be on a commercial. You're going to be right. watching a show. You're going to be, like, out in the world. You're going to hear it. There's no way you can't. Yeah. Like, what? You know? Th- there's only a few genres you can actually avoid. You can avoid polka, I would imagine. You can avoid polka. You can avoid, like, crust punk. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> you definitely uh, can. Uh, I mean, you just you smell av- it coming could, and turn the other way. You could avoid black metal. Like, I you think could, so. You, you could, could avoid- entirely sidestep black metal, and, like, that's okay. I, I, I was going to say you could avoid noise music, but, like, it's so, like, there's such a thin line between noise music and soundtrack <laughs> no. sometimes. Well, and I was also so. going to say, like, you've walked by a generator before. <laughs> like, you've vacuumed your home before, Brit. Like, you've that's, heard noise well, music, excuse okay? excuse me. No, no, that's the, to, to be fair, my vacuum is shoegaze. So oh yeah, I yeah. got the Kevin okay, Shields right. vacuum. So all right, all right, you got a music, you got one of those more melodic vacuums. That's, I got that's under, my uh, yeah. my bloody vacuum time. <laughs> um, yeah, no, noise music is one that's so like the definition of what constitutes music and what doesn't is so nebulous that like right, I think it is impossible to avoid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you know, people out there calling fucking Primus music so. Dude, what if we what if we made music like Primus, but we just used samples from Home Improvement as vocals? (laughs) (laughs) That that would rule, dude. That'd be so good. (laughs) Yeah, subscribe to our Patreon, and we'll do that. Okay. Yeah. If if one person subscribes after we do this episode, we'll do that for you. Make we it. will literally do that uh yep. I, as long as i i just like that's the thing where like i'm happy to do it but i gotta i gotta get some skrill for that i gotta get paid yeah gotta get a yeah. five dollars a month for one month yeah yeah what else um, we got so uh youtube user styles conejo versus silicon says wowza yowza this music cares nothing about pop conformity it sounds like a bazillion volts going through malfunctioning robots who are doing a jam session at the abusement park Some colorful language there I like B- it bazinga <laughs> and then <laughs> user German Schreiber says, Abusement? I don't know if I want to go there. Isn't that a, like a toxic holocaust album or something? No, no, no. It is a, uh, Abusement Park is a municipal waste. Municipal song. waste. There you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's all like a fucking new thrash something. It's it's definitely pizza thrash. So you were yeah. right to think a toxic holocaust. They are right. absolutely pizza thrash. Very much um, so. So yeah, um, it's yeah. definitely pizza thrash vibes. Um, but i there's a lot about this i like um abusement park is just nice that's that's still one of my favorite puns fun fun phrase fun yeah fun fun pun fun Fun pun pun. love love to see it um youtube user new path new path returning youtube user new path new path five years ago says do you know 
this album flossed my teeth. Yours? And then user Funkadelic Sun Wizard, and Wizard has two Zs. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Says, should have warned you, it flossed my butt first. Sorry about that. Hell yeah. So <laughs> if it has two Zs, much like pizza, it becomes Wheatzerd. Just so you know. Uh, Wheatzerd. I He's love a it. Wheatzerd. Which is oh, not to man. be confused with Wheatus, the band who did Teenage Dirtbag. Oh, oh yeah, big Wheatus head over here. <laughs> Wheatus head. That's that's a band <laughs> nobody Wheatus needs. Head? No, no. It's <laughs> uh, pretty good. Um, like, what's what's flossing a butt though? Like, they make butt floss. No. Yeah, they do. Here, what? One sec. Let me let me bring this up. One sec. No. Is this an inverse of our fucking Merkin conversation? <laughs> uh, I'm only finding definitions like for slang of a thong, but they used to make... Oh, here we go. All oh, right, no. I'm ready. No, Enlighten no that's me. just a review on... Oh. Oh no. Oh no. I swear I've seen this as like a gag gift before. Okay. Like an RG McPhee. If you oh, will. here we go. Yeah. But butt floss from the prank factory. <laughs> Show me. <laughs> <laughs> Describe to me the package. No, I'm just going to show you. Um, And then I'll describe it. Okay. All right, so it's uh, <laughs> oh, that's really good. It's it's from theprankfactory.com, <laughs> and uh, it's a little plastic package, and it just has a, a length of hemp rope in it, uh-huh. and it says, "Redneck butt floss, take control of your hole." Hell yeah! Wow this this company makes fucking garbage, and then puts it in plastic packaging, and then sells it to you. As a joke. That's amazing, actually. <laughs> redneck, where the, we're looking at the Redneck collection. Uh, Imagine owning this company. And some of these are really terrible jokes. Oh my God. Wow, this is trash. This is absolute fucking dog shit. This is incredible. Uh, no, don't click that. Mm, that's my favorite one. I'm going to get you one of those, Spencer, for your birthday. I hate this so much. No, don't don't forget your brother's the one that likes the iPad mini. That's true. I should get him one of these. You know, I can get you an funny. iPad mini box you can put it in. Oh, that'd be amazing, actually. <laughs> that'd be so funny. Let's, that'd be so good. <laughs> I, I really want to do that. Okay. Oh, Remind wow. me. Good. Uh, this is awful. Butt floss. There we go. Uh, okay. So uh, a user named, a YouTube user named Bucket Emotion mm-hmm. um, leaves comments. I've seen this user before, but they only leave comments in Spanish. Um, so obviously I don't speak Spanish, but... I'm going to read one of their comments here because I think I can read it. And they just said, they're responding to somebody 
who said this. The person they're responding to said, I won't lie. I tried acting like a big man and keeping it together, but at the end of the song, I couldn't help but shed a tear. I said shred, but I meant shed. That, that's sick, though. Shred a tear is... I mean, yeah. that sounds like a Buckethead album. Wow, it really does. Um, and then Bucket Emotion. And Bucket Emotion is in quotes, by the way. That's their username. Quotes wow. Bucket Emotion. And they say, Por so me llamo Bucket Emotion. And then a bunch of exclamation points. That's why my name is Bucket Emotion, is what he's saying. Really? Yeah. That's great. I love that. Well, or that's why I'm called Bucket Emotion. Oh. That's awesome. I love I love uh, Bucket Emotion. Yeah. It's good. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, we're going to talk a little bit about... This is another person comparing Buckethead to a deity, um, which is always fun. Um, this one references a deity that I didn't have time to Google, mm-hmm. um, but I think that this is a real god or something, you know, some okay. part of some mythology somewhere. Um, they say... YouTube user Lost Highway GNR, wonder what that stands for, says, <laughs> that's just incredible. I always find myself thinking of Buckethead as Sufi, and that's spelled S-U-F-I. Yeah, yeah. If you see what I mean. It's almost like he is standing in a rushing river and just letting all of that energy flow through him. Parentheses, I totally believe it's God-given and he is gifted. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, God. <laughs> yep. Our God is an awesome God. Hey, he reigns from heaven above. With wisdom, power, and love. Oh, God. Do, do you have, so that, that song, the cover of that song that I yeah. think about constantly. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Do you, is that in one of the episodes? No, well, we listen to it, but you can't hear it. Oh, dumb. Okay, all right. So yeah. the, never mind. We don't need to talk about it then. Yeah, we because we listen to it on the episode with my brother. But oh, it, yeah. it'll be in like the the Patreon stuff, and on that stuff, I can put whatever I want because it's not really subject to copyright laws if it's under a paywall. As nice. Much, so. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Anyways, that's statements from the Bucket Void, Brit. Sick, dude. Hey, Spencer. Yeah? Choose your own adventure. Okay. You come upon a wise wizard. He said, yo, you took the wrong path. You, uh, now there's only one path in this fork. <laughs> Uh, you, Show me the you, way. You better take it. <laughs> Show me the way, Brit. Bucket joke. Um, what did Buckethead send Dimebag Daryl to thank him for the massive influence on his music? <laughs> I don't know. Condolences to his family. Fuck.
Did you hear Axl Rose agreed to have Guns N' Roses play for the Special Olympics? I didn't. To be more accurate, he just gave Slash the time off to compete in bumper bowling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why did Buckethead try out for the Red Hot Chili Peppers? That actually happened, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Well, he wanted some experience with marginally talented California drug addicts so he'd be better prepared for Guns N' Roses. Wow. What does Flea call his dogs? I I don't know. Red Hot Chili Puppers. (laughs) Okay, that was pretty good. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? Bucket. Bucket who? Seriously? This is like our 31st episode. Like, get, get it together, dude. Uh, I will never. <clears throat> What's the difference between a bong and an asshole? Uh, I don't know. Well, one you smoke out of, and the other is Mike Portnoy, formerly of Dream Theater. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> This is my favorite part, by the way, is, is you <laughs> laughing at your own jokes. Too much to tell the joke. It's, <laughs> it's just like, I'm imagining telling this joke and it's like, too much. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> Slash goes to the doctor. After running some tests, the doctor says to Slash, um, this might be difficult to hear, but you're going to have to stop drinking. Why? Asks Slash. Well, the doctor says, because I'm trying to examine your mouth to see just how ravaged it is from oral herpes. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. (laughs) What did the pirate say to Buckethead? I don't know. Hey, sorry for illegally downloading your music. Yeah. What is the plural for bumblefoot? Oh, that's a great question. Incels. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Jesus! Oh, man. Wow. That was a humdinger. <laughs> what happens when you mix donkey DNA with human DNA? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure, but Liz Claypool is not allowed back <laughs> at the petting zoo. <laughs> That's a beautiful joke. Um, why did Buckethead refuse to appear on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon? I, I don't know. Well, because it fucking sucks. Oh, yeah, that's a good reason. Yeah. Ha, 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 joke! I love that segment. Thank you. That's so good. Yeah. Brit, what do you got to recommend me? Oh, golly. Um, uh, looking around my room like there's something to recommend. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, I got to put something together. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I actually I had something earlier and I just didn't write it down. See, I wrote mine down earlier, which is like, Oh, no. Great. I, I, I know exactly what it is. Um, 
I would highly, 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 highly recommend the podcast Blowback. Okay. It's a limited series that uh, they did one of last year, which is like 10 episodes with like two or three bonus episodes. And then they just started season two. And it's basically like um, kind of a, the journalism style of it is very much based on like Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States. So it's a lot of like primary source documents and interviews and stuff like that. Okay. Um, But the first season is all about the Iraq war. And the second season is all about um, America's relationship with Cuba. Oh. Yeah. And it's really fucking good. All of it's nice. real goddamn good. Highly recommendo. What do you got to recommend me? So the other night, um, you know, I feel like a lot of my stories start this way, but the other night I was high. And mm-hmm. um, because I was high, I just didn't want to do anything because I was tired. So I laid down, opened up the uh, HBO app on my phone, and I was scrolling through it, and I found a film that I had not seen in a long time, probably since it came out. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and that film is The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Lovely. And you know what? That movie fucking rules. You should mm-hmm. watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the best Fast and the Furious movie. Like, it's- honestly. It's got a very unique aesthetic to it. It's got bow wow. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, the what I like about it so much is, like, the, don't get me wrong. It has its flaws. Uh, mm. The writing is not great. Well, the story structure is great, but the, like, actual dialogue, not great. Um, some pretty cheesy stuff here and there. But what I do like about it a lot is the way it's filmed is really cool because it takes place in Tokyo, but it follows, like, an American character who mm-hmm. is in Tokyo and like the way it follows him it's like it's like you're exploring Tokyo with him kind of and it's filmed really beautifully like it it looks phenomenal it's it's a very nice looking film and just seeing like Tokyo represented in that way and then all the like the, the car chase stuff is also cool but like just seeing the city and the way it's filmed and the music it's really really cool it uses a lot of music from the time but it's not a lot of like cringy stuff like uh, the second Fast and the Furious movie, super cringe. I mean, it's fun, but it's like so stupid and cringe. Yeah. But this one is not in that way. Like there were some cringy lines, but like stylistically and aesthetically and all that sort of stuff, like it still holds up very well. Like it looks cool and like all the stuff that happens is cool. And it's a fun, fun flick. Three Fast, Three Furious, baby. Yeah. And it's just a fun time capsule of that time period, you know? Uh, yeah. It's a good time. I would say watch that. It's good. Hell yeah. Hey, Spencer, where can I find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me at at New Metal Karate Society on Instagram. Cool. What about you? You can find me at Meme Scoop, S-C-U-U-P, also on Instagram. Instantgram by Facebook. Instant Graham Crackers. Ooh. And uh, once again, I have a new podcast out, Bad Word of the Day with Britt and Ryan Straw. If you like me using this voice, subscribe to that. Oh my. I use the... I get real close to the mic. Oh, oh, uh, I got one bonus recommendation. What's that? I, uh, and this is specifically for you because I know you're going to go on a trip. Mm-hmm. Um... You got to listen to the recent 99% Invisible episode about the real book. It is 
fucking awesome. Oh, they did. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah. really want to listen to that. That sounds it's great. Have you so you, fucking good? You, we, you've, watch that. You, listen you've to that. listened to the uh, 99 PI on Who Let the Dogs Out, yeah? Yes, amazing. Oh, it, I've listened to it three times. It's one of my favorite pieces of journalism. It's so, it's so fucking good. good. It's so good. I like the that one had me rolling because it's like it, oh. they're like, well, that's not the end of the story. And it yeah. just like keeps going and going and going and going. And you're like, right. what the fuck? It's incredible. Like they, I had no idea how nebulous of a question that was. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a feature length film. It's like, yeah, they, they just keep going back and it makes you realize there's no such thing as original music. Oh, yeah. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Doesn't like, exist. So you many think... people had like the same idea in different mm-hmm. places for mm-hmm. so long. Ah, wild. Yeah. You think wild. you got something original? No. You never came original. No. Like 311 is the only man still putting out original music. That's great. Um, <laughs> this has been Britain. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head. A bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. Namaste.